G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Jason Cruz here, also known as Nicholas Atkins. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The best podcast in the entire world. JK Adam. Thanks for taking me down memory lane. You are the best UK neighbours that anyone could ask for. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, the award-winning podcast that is sometimes about neighbours. I am your host of sorts, JK, and as always, I have my co-host with me, Adam. Fucking hell. Yeah, remember my name. There we go. No, no, the video went a bit funny then, so it so just kind of paused. So <laughs> weird. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> What we do is we watch episodes of Neighbours, and then we chat shit. Uh, sometimes it's about Neighbours, sometimes not. Uh, we've watched episodes 8,988 to 91. We're getting very close to 9,000, aren't we? I'm excited. Very close to 9,000 9, episodes. We'll pull something out the like out the bag for that, won't we? That's going to be a big episode, surely. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think that from what we've watched this week, this I think they're building to one thing for that. And I think that is the main thing. Do you also think maybe something might catch fire or blow up? Oh, that's good. But I didn't think catch fire or blow up for a long time now. I'd be all right with that. Yeah. Uh, was that one of our predictions? That something would catch fire or blow up? I mean, we did. Yeah, I think that was like for the new, for the reboot. I'm surprised yeah. it hasn't happened yet. So I think we're overdue something catching fire or something blowing up. I mean, <laughs> the thing that is blowing up at the moment is our Patreon and this podcast, to be fair. Nice. That is a very smooth segue. Are you sure you don't want to host this? I mean, I keep like doing all the work, so I might as well. But <laughs> yeah, You might as well at this point. <laughs> so yes, uh, I want no, to say... There's added pressure and I don't want the pressure. Like some people perform well under pressure. Some people like when they like. I I don't feel like there's any pressure on me, so I can kind of do what I want. The pressures like, do you feel like you're under pressure to like? Because as I say, this is going very well at the moment, and you like you can only fuck it up really at this stage. <laughs> do you feel like the pressure's building? Like, what's good? What do you think? I mean, I feel, I feel like I've put pressure on myself from day one, really. And do you <laughs> think you perform well under that pressure? I think I just about get by. Okay. Right. I'm, like I'm not quite, like, oh, you're hanging yeah. on. Like, I'm not quite a diamond, maybe just like a diamante. Okay, so like a poor imitation. Yes, that's true though, because you're not a host. You're a host of sorts, aren't you? So <laughs> exactly, I've not, I've not officially given myself the title of host because I don't feel like I'm worthy of that just yet. But maybe, right, so. maybe, maybe one day, maybe another couple of years down the line. After <laughs> maybe. maybe by episode ten thousand, you'll get there. Do you think we'll ever get to nine thousand episodes? This podcast? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm looking forward to getting to 200. I'm excited about that because I had a little look the other week. We're about oh, yeah. 40 away or something. Really? Um, yeah, sure. it's not a million miles away. So oh, that would be nice to build something towards. And I especially don't think it's a million miles away because we've got so many other things lined up and we're doing so much. I think we might be there before we know it. Yeah, we have been doing lots of extra stuff, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, you did mention, mention the Patreons. Uh, so £1 a month gets you early access to the podcast. It gets you this video version so you can see ourselves in this. And you get some bonus content down the line as well, because we do like 
doing little extra little bits as well. Uh, me and Adam had a discussion about something this morning, which I'm going to start working on in the next week or two. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one pound a month will get you all that. I just want to say hello to Susie and Ian Price, who have joined us on this Patreon journey this week. Well, Thank okay. you very much for your support. It Honestly, we do appreciate it, don't we? Yeah, we really do. It means a lot that you guys would pay money to listen to us. Uh, I never thought that would happen. No, it's so weird. Money to burn you up. Weird. <laughs> but it's a bargain for a bag. You, you, are, you are the man who says I'll buy anything for a quid. And not many things are a quid anymore. True. Price of so, inflation has, has skyrocketed. Cost of living has got skyrocketed, but the cost of podcasting or listening to Patreons stayed the same the whole consistent. time. Consistent. That's what we do. We do consistent. We're out every Friday morning. For you, to yep. you, with your fifth episode of the week with Neighbours. Uh, and we also do other things as well. Like this week, if you haven't listened to it already, our battle with Coastal News. Came out, that came out on Valentine's Day, right? It came out on Valentine's Day, yes. Did you do anything for Valentine's Day? Um, I, there was a lot of um, weeping <laughs> um, and and like eating spaghetti hoops out of a tin by myself. So I had a lovely time. <laughs> I see, I prefer the little ravioli ones out of the tin. I, I mean, I, I, as I say, you're talking about inflation, beans and sausage has gone through the roof, so I just couldn't afford that, so I just went for the simple spaghetti hoops. The spaghetti hoops. What did Not you even... do? Did you do something romantic? You are, if... I mean, I like to think I... I'm a bit of a romantic. It's just that other people don't give me a chance to be. So <laughs> what about yourself? Are you, are you? Did you do something nice on the day? Uh, in a word, no. Oh, lovely. <laughs> uh, no, we're not really massively into it, to be honest. We did. Uh, we did. So we, we've got, we got this game last week or the week before. I'm worried about this. Uh, it's not that kind of game. It's, so it's, it's from the PlayStation, and you 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 get dropped in this world, and you have to figure out the language from all these signs and stuff, and then figure out how to communicate with people. So we did a lot of that last night because we've been enjoying playing that together. So that was kind of our Valentine's. But then we'd have done funny that. You too. <laughs> What's that's proper, that's weird, isn't it? You said that though, it's like that's like a matter of fact thing. But I bet you, with all the other couples that were like feeling the love or whatever on Valentine's Day, I bet none of them did that. No. On this planet. <laughs> so what? I mean, we'd have done that anyway with this Valentine's because we've been enjoying playing that for the last week or two as well. We've also been doing... Uh, so for, for Christmas, I got Peyton a murder mystery kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so it's like a proper... I've, actually, I've got it here, actually. So if you're on the Patreon, you get to little... see this. If you're just listening yeah. to the audio, he's just holding shit up now. You wouldn't yeah. know. It's like a proper little file. And you get like... A dossier. Yeah, it's like you're a police police officer and you've been or a detective and yep. you've uh, you've been given a file and you have to read through it and figure out okay, what's gone down in this murder. Yeah, proper case file. So uh, we've been Have going you through that. The case? Are you still working on this? What's going on? We're still working on it. We can't quite figure out motives. That's... Are you the first like couple to buy this who it's actually going to end up being an unsolved crime? <laughs> it could be, yeah. Because we've said we're not going to cheat. We're not. We're going to open because it obviously gives you the answers. We're not yeah. going to open the answers until we're certain we've got a decent motive and evidence to yeah. back it up. 
But yeah, we can't. There's four or five people. They've all got motives at the moment, and we're not quite sure who's more cool, guilty than the other. Yeah, this is what we like to do in our spare time together. Would you ever consider? I don't know if this is like you're enjoying that. Would you ever consider? I don't know, maybe going to an evening, which is like a themed murder mystery of like an actual you know with real life other people and that would you be interested in doing something like that i would absolutely love to be a part of that sounds pretty cool right in any way possible mm. i would love to be a part of that let's do that soon maybe next month i well i know i'm free <laughs> so and what what would like if you you do the murder mystery brilliant obviously that's that's a fun experience is there anything that you think would maybe Take the murder mystery event, which is maybe like I don't know a seven, still pretty good, and then like turn it all the way up to eleven. What what would you add to a murder mystery event to kind of improve it, or just take it over the top? I mean, what good night doesn't start without a quiz? Fucking love a quiz. <laughs> I love them. I love them. Whether I'm in them, whether I'm coming up with questions for them, whether I'm just sitting at the side drinking, shouting out clearly the wrong answers to annoy other people. I like doing that. I think a quiz is a great addition to a murder mystery. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a great night. If, like, if you're at a quiz, do you, what are your thoughts on, I, I, I don't know which way this is going to go, on using your phone and, be, and doing that, what are your thoughts? No, that takes all the fun out. Most people are cunts, right? Yeah, that takes they're all the worst. They're the worst people, I think, on the planet. Like, the people who... It's a fun quiz. It's a bit of fun. The whole point of it is, is that it's fun and you're just getting the answers off your phone. What is the fucking point? Exactly. We could look at this murder mystery case, right? I could go and look at the answer right now and it'll tell me who did it and why. Don't worry, I want to figure it out for myself. Exactly. Sam. So if if I am at another quiz next month um, or murder mystery and people are there and they are using their phone and cheating, you are getting called out on that straight away. I'm not just going to, like, like, if this happens, I don't know. Like, it will not be done quietly. You will be named, shamed, and booted out of the venue if that happens. You're going to go go all, like, teacher and confiscate stuff and then get it back at the the end of the day? No, I'm going to do the stuff that I would love to do. um, Like, it's real life. Like when I'm when I'm not at my other job, I am like a real human. Some people like at that job aren't. I am actually a real human. Um, I don't live in that building and just do that thing. I do shit like this. So if that happened not in that not in that professional setting, you are getting called a cheating cunt and kicked out of the building. <laughs> I can't do that in my real job. I will do it at this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> this place that we might be at next month. Yeah, just if it happens, I don't know. Yeah, hypothetically. I mean, I don't, I don't know if anything's been announced yet. I mean, <laughs> I was told that it was, but so far I don't think it has been. So, well, by the time this comes out, it might be. Who knows? Oh, who knows? Always irons in the irons in the fire, us too. Always, indeed. Always. Uh, we were talking about our battle with Coastal News. Oh shit! Um, uh, so yes, it's out right now. If you haven't listened to it, it's on our feed. It's on Coastal News's feed. The theme this month since it was valentine's day that it got released on is the best couples what soap has the best couples is it home and away nope or is it neighbors i mean yeah probably yeah <laughs> you can go and vote so listen to the episode and then go and vote the links are on both our socials it's a bit different this time it's not like a knockout round it's more you can vote as many times as you want 
and then we'll total up the votes. And I think we're going to do a reveal next Wednesday, uh, the 21st of Feb. We'll do like, we'll reveal the top three as we go. Along. That'd be pretty cool. So keep your eyes peeled to that. Also, keep your eyes peeled to our socials this weekend. We have got another iron in the fire, another special down, announcement. There's a lot going on. There's lots going on. The hardest thing at the moment is keeping track of everything that's going on for me. Yeah. I'd be, yeah. If I hadn't written this down, I'd, I'd forgot one of those. And then when you throw in the other factor of like time differences and things like that, it does get a bit confusing and a bit hard. So um, there is a lot going on. It is all proper good though. So yeah, keep an eye on all the socials. I've already posted something today. Have you? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, well, yeah. Keep keep your eyes. Always keep your eyes on the neighborhood rewatch on the socials. Yeah. Uh, right. Should we get? Should we start talking about neighbors? Yeah, twelve minutes. Twelve minutes. Actually, no. Yeah. Do you not want to? Actually, no. Do you not want to hear about my horse riding last week? Oh shit! I've had a lot of people messaging me about this. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, give everybody an update. So another ridiculous present for another ridiculous man. You've got <laughs> a, a horse riding experience. I now, did. Um, I know a couple of. Um, people that are six who would love this for a birthday present. Like <laughs> this is one of their little dreams. Um, and they like from there, like maybe do a little bit more of it, really get into their love of ponies. Um, you are not six, but you've got it for a birthday present. I imagine you now also have a love of ponies. How did it go? I, I, I want to say first off, it was not a pony. It was not a pony that I was riding. You didn't get on a, like a you didn't get on like a goat by accident, did you? <laughs> no, it was a proper real horse. Okay, a big one as well. You forget no. how fucking big horses are until you you forget how big they are until the lady who's doing the course has to get you a little box so you can get up and stand on the horse. <laughs> That's when you realise you're a little bit of a short ass, and horses are fucking massive. Like a real-life cowboy. <laughs> were you dressed in all the shit as well? I mean, you've got uh, a big shirt on now. You look like you're a cowboy hat away from jumping on a horse. What's going on? <laughs> I wasn't allowed to bring the hat, no, but I did get to wear my nice new boots as well. You know what you look like? What? Right now, you look like Cowboy Ken. <gasps> like There's like the Ken on Barbie who was a cowboy. That's what you look like. <laughs> I've not seen Barbie yet. So I started watching it. Okay. Not at the cinema, like a, a, a house on a television. So I wasn't out watching it. I waited for it to just be on regular television. Yeah. As, as people do these days. Do you know what I mean? Um, couldn't get through it. Really? I, it's, I, the second half is still sat there waiting for me to watch. I, I don't think I'm ever going to watch it. And I don't know, like, I don't know. Am I going to get told off? Or are people going to moan at me for not liking Barbie? I feel like that's part of how, the world we live in now. I You're just allowed to not like films. It. You're allowed to not like films. Are you, though? Yeah, I think you are. You're allowed to not like films. I didn't like it. And I very rare, like, it's changed as I've got a little bit older. Because now, as I say, I can't sit through a film anymore anyway. It's nice watching a film at home because you can watch half of it and then watch the other half or go out for a bit or go and, I don't know, go and eat something. You can do that, can't you? I'm not good for two hours in a cinema anymore. And like, not because you, like you, you always need a piss. 
I'll, I yeah. just got bored and I'll start like looking around a little bit. You'll, what, you'll see if this, this podcast goes two hours, for like I'll just start, I'll get bored and I'll try and hurry you along. But <laughs> this Barbie film, I didn't get it. I'm happy that, and I am secure enough to say I just didn't get it. I didn't see, I didn't see what the point of it was. And okay. I, I know there was the, the hubbub about who, so the, the film got, did the film get nominated for an award, but Margot Yeah, I don't think Margot didn't. I think yeah, Ryan, Ryan Gosling did. Yeah, but she got snubbed, I think. And then the director didn't get the director. But what, like, so which is, depending on which way you look at it, like, you can have a good film, but then directing not be good. You can have a good film without the main actress or actor being as good as the other, I don't know, five people who were the best. Yeah, the you can have that. Man. You can still have a good film, but they were kicking off about these people not winning and they were saying it was because like, they were women or whatever. But like the, the other nominees for best actress, I'm pretty sure are all women, right? <laughs> So they were saying like, oh, I can't believe this. Margot Robbie has not been nominated for Best Actress. This is bollocks. This is exactly what we're trying to show with this film, that the women aren't getting a fair go and it's all about the Kens. Best Actress is always women. So makes no sense. <laughs> you dickheads. I um, feel like the, maybe, is it Gerwig? Greta Ger- no, that, is that name? Who, who, what, who directed Barbie? Let's have a look. I'll do some live Googling right now. Do some live Googling. I'll talk over it. So the woman who, who directed it, I thought, I mean, again, this isn't... Her, yeah, Greta, Greta Gerwig is the director. Greta Gerwig, okay, brilliant. So I don't know, because the reason why I don't like a film a lot of the time is the story. I'm not sat there thinking, oh, the direction of this is, is turning me off from this film. I just didn't particularly like the story. It was just winding me up. So she could have maybe been nominated. That's a bit of a snub. But don't throw the toys out of the pram if you don't win an award. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know me, what I mean? You can't, be, you can't be a bad winner or a bad loser. If you, do, it is nice to be nominated. It is even nicer to win. But you can't have a little moan if you don't. Come on, that's not that shouldn't be why you're doing it. You shouldn't be doing making such a groundbreaking film to win an, an award. You should be doing that for the love of the art and the love of the people. The awards are. An unnecessary extra. Yeah, I mean, I'd be, I, I think they'd be right to be annoyed if it was a true, true crime podcast that won, in, in instead of in, instead of Barbie. But apart from that, yeah, do it, do I it mean, for the love of the art. I mean, don't get me started. It's not even their story. They're just, they're just. They might as well just sit there and read the story. That'd be like us just coming on and going. This week on neighbours, this happened. No, that's what. That's not what you're here for. No, you're here for really- that. Were you, a bit were you getting on a horse at some point? Yeah, I was getting on a horse at some point. <laughs> it, probably, it probably took me that long to get on the horse, to be honest. Okay. So uh, we filled the time it took for you to get on the horse. Do you, so what happened once you got on the horse? Did you face the right way? <laughs> uh, the first, I'd say, 30 seconds were fucking terrifying. Yeah. It, I was just like, this horse is massive. Like, you can fit, like... You can feel the power of a horse when you get on there. You can feel that this is a very strong animal, and I'm like, oh, like this horse is not gonna like this horse is gonna throw me off straight away. I, I was really, really nervous, but then it, it was pissing it down. So we like went. Were you the only one on the horse? Did Peyton get on a horse? No, Peyton was there as well. Peyton was uh, Peyton was in front of me. Was she on Peyton, a horse? 
Yeah, yeah, she was on a horse as well. She's ridden horses before. She's God. short, though. She is shorter than me, yes. Uh, Why did she get on the horse? Box as well. Okay, good. Because that, that would have been even more embarrassing if she just flipped straight onto this horse. Yeah. You no, know, she did it. Do you remember in... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to make a Lord of the Rings reference now. I know you love these. Oh. Remember when Legolas gets on the horse by just, like, catching it and then just getting fucking... Yeah, I know exactly the bit you mean. Yeah, that's... You were more like Gimli trying to get on a horse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what the dwarf's called. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, really fucking terrifying at first, and then I got showed the the controls. They showed me the buttons to press. Right. They're like, right, okay, so you need to hold it like this, and you you have to kind of like make sure your thumbs are on top of the reins, and then you like it's kind of in between your fingers there. And then they're like, right, pull towards your stomach. That's that's stop. That's break. Yeah. And then pull to a, to the right to turn right, and then pull towards your knee to on the left to to move left. Makes sense. Then, yeah. Yeah, and then you give a little kick with your heels. Whoa, and how hard you kick is how kind of fast they go. I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, so once I got to know the controls of the horse, yeah. flying away, I was really good. Yeah. I, I got it, told I was a natural. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and it was obvious. At no point in that story did I think he, he struggled on this horse. It was always going to be, I am fucking city slicker, off I go on this horse. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. I, I honestly, one of the, I've always wanted to do this. this. Is why it's such a good present because I've always wanted to do this, but I've always yeah. been terrified because of Drew Kirk. Yeah, I've always been terrified that I was going to get yeeted off this horse and die. Yeah. Uh, but so I was very pleasantly surprised when I actually had control of the horse and actually felt like I, I was doing it right. And then I was getting encouraged, and yeah, I was, I was allowed to go off on my own for a little bit. Like they're still watching, yeah, but you're, you're yeah, allowed to go yeah. on your horse. And yeah, we got to do that for like an hour. And I was told I was good. I was told I was a natural. I, I imagine I was fucking majestic. How did you feel when, when you got off the horse? When An hour? I wasn't expecting an hour there. I was thought, 20 minutes, brilliant. I've had a great time. An hour on a horse, surely that you were walking funny after that. You do kind of, like in the car ride home, I was just kind of man-spreading a little bit because you're used to just having your, your, your thighs spread a little bit more. Yeah. But because, more than usual, anyway. More than <laughs> but as as you may or may not know, I am training to run a marathon. I did hear April. something about this, yeah. You did hear something about this. Uh, so I've been doing lots of leg and thigh work in the last month or two to help yeah. build myself up for this marathon. So I, that paid dividends when I was riding a horse. Because I imagine I got on, the horse was called Earl. Okay. Um, and I imagine the second I got on this horse, he was like, who's this cunt on? Who's, who's, who's this cunt riding me? And then I think he probably felt the thigh muscles and went, all right, okay. This guy's been doing some thigh work here. This guy's here. a natural. Uh... Yeah, this guy's a natural. Yeah. Let's... What did you wear? should have asked you that. Uh, pretty similar to what I'm wearing now, to be honest. Oh, so obvious. So yeah. obvious. Jeans, my brand new boots, uh, which, <laughs> so when we went to like, like the guy you Cowboy must... boots? Yeah. So the guy. What the fuck? So, so the guy who runs off. this farm... Like, where was this? Because this isn't in the middle of a fucking... Yeah, no, we I don't, don't live in the outback, do we? Texas. This is in fucking... This like 15 minutes from Manchester City Centre or something. Yeah, so it was in uh, Ashton. Uh, yeah. There's a farm called Daisy Daisy Nook. I don't I know Daisy Nook, yeah. Yeah, great little place. Uh, so the guy who was running this horse riding bit, the second I got there, I went, they knew boots. And I went, yep. And he went... This your first time, then? 
he, he spotted me as a newbie straight away. Yeah, you like you are so newbie because you because you do that like you have like you are a Ken doll who's dressed accordingly in the stereotypical outfit. Like whatever your thing is that you do. You always come across newbie, I think. Like when we spoke about you going to parents' evening, even though you've got two kids and it wasn't the first parents' evening, at, it wasn't your first rodeo, pun intended. Like, you dressed like, this, I'm, I'm a parent. <laughs> I'm a parent now. It's like that bit in the in-betweeners when Will dressed as a man from the <laughs> local area and he goes to the shop to try and buy booze because he needs <laughs> to try and, like, make it look like he's something he's not. So he dresses like, they say he looks like an Hasidic Jew or something because he looks ridiculous. Like on day one at a fucking scuba diving course, you would turn up already wearing the fucking wetsuit flippers and snorkel as you get out of the car. Yeah, and he'd, be like, like, and he'd, and he'd, go, he'd go, first time. And you'd be like, how did you guess? Well, yeah, it went very well. Did you wear the hat? I did. I wasn't allowed to wear the hat, no. What do you mean? I feel like if you've gone that far, where the no, fuck you is you have to hat? wear a helmet. You have to wear a helmet just in I'm case. I'm surprised I do you put the helmet with the hat stuck on the top of it. <laughs> it did take them a while to find. You'll, you'll find this funny. It did take them a while to find a helmet that fit my weird shaped head as well. Oh really? Um, yeah. Uh, eventually, I think they found like a basically a fat kid's helmet. Yeah. Because I was too small for all the adult helmets. So they had to go in the kid sizes, but yeah, they had to find one that was just that a kind of in between stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Covering that forehead was quite a was quite a. So task. would you go back to sum up? Would you go back? Absolutely, it's expensive. It's an expensive hobby. Okay, but yeah, I would absolutely want to do this again at some point. There you go. So yeah, I mean, I've got the boots for it now, so. Well, yeah, you don't want to just like leave them lying around the house. Get them used, yeah. Why not? I mean, I don't like wearing those boots anyway. Just out and... I like. I've, I've been wearing those boots at every opportunity I can do. Oh, to be honest, God. even just like going to Morrison's or something. Just oh God, why? Because they're nice boots and they're comfortable as well. Have you been to a Morrison's? <laughs> People will stab you for a lot less. <laughs> We're not saying Morrison's are actually no. The one to be honest, there's. Three supermarkets near me. Morrison's is the nearest one. That's the only one that needs like proper security on all that. Like you see people walking around all the time. Maybe you could just like keep an eye on the place on your horse around the car park. Yeah, I could do. I could do. Your security. But the other supermarkets don't seem to need that security. So yeah, maybe you're onto something there. there uh, but then I think people saw the boots and went, nah, he's better not mess with him. Don't mess with him in them boots, yeah, that makes sense. Don't mess with him in those boots. Right, should we actually talk about Neighbours now? Yeah, 26 minutes. <laughs> 26 minutes in. I think when I, I first said that, it was 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, you know that we, we mark it on there, so you know when. So we're about Neighbours, it says that on the tin. Yeah, it does, yeah, it does. It does say that on the tin. Uh, right, so the first thing I want to talk about is Krista. Right. Last week was the cliffhanger of Leo going... Yeah, Paul and uh, Aaron don't want you at the wedding. And she's like, well, what do wedding? you think? At the wedding? Not wedding. It's the opposite of a wedding, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the absolute opposite of a wedding. Last thing I'm doing right now is another wedding special. <laughs> but those funeral specials are fucking creeping up fast. The funeral. She was not welcome at the funeral. No. So first thing she says, and 
was, well, what do you fucking think about this? And Leo bumbles this worse than I would, I think. Yeah. He goes, uh, yeah, I uh, kind of agree with him. Uh, but anyway, uh, want a shag? Yeah, uh, it yeah, it's so bad. Like He's just like, yeah, I've just dropped a massive bit of shit news on you, but let's forget about that and just act like normal. Well, he, he kind of says, says that and he goes, and she's like ready to like kick him out because obviously that's like the end of a conversation. If you're told you're not welcome at the funeral, that's the end of the conversation. See you later. And he's like, so, what are you up to? And she's like, well, not getting ready for a funeral because... He, he doesn't know how to get out of the situation. Instead of just going, right, really sorry, I'll talk to you later and we're leaving, he just kind of does that linger. No, if you've dropped a bomb, get the fuck out. Yeah, you tell it's me this all in your face. You tell me this all the time, just get out. If you see an ending, just get out of it. Go! Just get out and go. And so this, this sends Krista in a little bit of a spiral. She's missed an NA meeting at this point now. And she's desperately trying to ring around, trying to find another one that she can attend to. Yeah. And there's no fucking, there's none in, a, in any sort of travelable distance. Mm. By she wants to kind of go car. straight away. She's like, uh, you got any AA meetings in the next 20 minutes? And they're like, no. Like, why <laughs> would they have? Like, no. No, I could, I quite like this because I think she was, for the first time, she was maybe, con- you forget that she was a massive druggie. Yeah. You forget that a dad has died in the last three or four weeks. Yeah. Like, you forget all these things that have happened to her. So it was a nice little callback to the fact, yeah, she is a massive druggie. She probably is having withdrawals. Uh, there's a chance her baby is having withdrawals as well. So I felt like this was the first time she'd be close to, to using. Again, and the, way, and the way she reacted to that was, well, I'm not going to use, so I'm, I'm going to need to get to an NA meeting right now just to make sure that, you know, reaffirm everything that I've been told and... You know. By David as well. He was the like the yeah. court. He's not there now. He is not there now. She has got to deal with that on her own. Krista's, Krista hasn't had a replacement yet for David. No. It's been her drug buddy. Uh, and probably won't, will she? No. No, they'll forget about that. They'll completely I think this is the last of it. I think this is, I don't think we're going to get much more of druggy Krista. I think this was the last little bit where it's like, oh, do you remember? She was druggy and David was helping her and now he can't. I don't think this is going to go on. I think she's cured now. I think you're pretty, she's pretty much cured. Yeah. yeah. I reckon by episode 9,000, she'll be cured. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Byron Caesar at the bench. Byron has been a good guy this week. Yeah, Byron's been a great guy all around this last week. Uh, and he finds her at the bench and he's like, oh, she's like, I'm just going to go back to the hotel. And he's like, well, that's, that's not a good idea. You're just going to sit on your own. Why don't you come back to the share house with me and my two buddies? And we'll have a great time. And they do have a nice time. Yeah. As it makes a, a famous cheese toasty with, I think it was three different cheeses on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they just look after her. They feed her. They water her. And she has a great time. They're like, listen, you're welcome here anytime. We're going to order some pizza in. Do you want some? Yeah. I quite like it in the sense that she was kind of knocking about with, like when we met her, she was knocking about with, Holly and um, that other guy. I can't remember his name, but he was not a good egg. They were knocking about. Yeah, they were knocking about with them. And um, then she she suddenly became Krista Sinclair, owner of the hotel, shagging Leo, 
like all those other things, and they kind of forgot that she was pals with these like this younger group of people. Yeah, like she was just taken away from them. From them, so it kind. I like the idea that no, she she was that age in the opening title. She sat with fucking Byron and Haz on the beach. But, yeah, but hasn't done anything with them. So it makes sense for me that she would be a part of the younger group, the shared house, and all and all those that age bracket. Um, so I quite like that. I didn't really. I, the stuff about the pizza annoyed me a little bit, but I'll let it go. Yeah. Thoughts about thoughts about pineapple on pizza? Yeah, I don't mind it. I like it. Yeah, don't mind it. Probably just lost half our fan base, but there you go. Um, <laughs> no, I think your Barbie rad did that. Oh shit! I'm gonna have to cut that out. If you like Barbie, that's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what to like. You can't tell me what to like, though. <laughs> I didn't like Barbie. Fuck you. Now, one person I've not seen Krista interact with yet is Holly, really. And we forget that they had, you know, they all backpacked together, didn't they? With that, with that other guy with the hoodie and then. That's and what the, I'm saying. That's, who, that's where we met her. So Holly is part of that house, that crew. But because she's been doing a few fucking shifts this week, she yeah, hasn't really been a part of that. Well, yeah, she's kind of keeping away from Haas as well, a little bit as well, like. Yeah, possibly. She's doing a sensible thing and just kind of keeping the distance and yeah. not not just being constantly up in there. Uh, yeah, so they all look after her, which is quite nice. Uh, one other person kind of in that age group is, of course, Sadie Rodwell. And she's getting sat down by her mum and dad, Wendy and Andy. And they're like, oh, we want to pay for your, uh, pay for your tuition. But she's like, thanks, but no thanks. I'm okay. Uh, I want to pay for it myself. And they're like, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, and you, you're maturing into a, a great young woman here. Uh, while, while we're all sat around, let's do the discharge. This was so odd. <laughs> discharge was an odd word. It was the worst possible word <laughs> that they could have called this or used in general. It's, it was it, it clanged so much from I was like, what? Because I think I was, I don't even know if I was fully paying attention and I heard him say it, oh, it's time for some discharge or whatever. And I was like, thinking what? about sperm in a cup again. Well, same, we're on the same cup. Surely <laughs> not. But that, so that was, so the, the cornet that was horrendous. But then I feel like the idea of this is complete. Andy Rodwell's getting fired. Yeah, I don't think you're really you allowed this. to just go home and tell your family about no. all the crimes that have happened and who's done them and who you think, or who you think's done them. Where's the confidentiality in that? Like, you cannot go home and talk to your wife, who who is a known gossip, who works at the fucking pub or whatever. Like, no. And then just, like, she might be mature, like showing a mature attitude there, but... She's only 19 or something, say, and you're telling her, oh, you, all these crimes have happened and this is this is what's going on with all, all the cases and that. You can't do that. It's like he's I have, I have called Andy Rodwell right. out a few times. I have said he's a shit policeman. You always, you always land on his side and say, yeah, but he's got to do it all himself, which I get. I do get that. But this is, he should be fucking fired for this and maybe charges brought up against him himself. You cannot go around telling people the fucking details of cases. <laughs> Makes no sense. I liked the idea that they have like a little family meeting. I thought that was cute. I thought that's quite a healthy thing to do for yeah, a family. About that, their own family some, stuff. Yeah. That's something I'm looking to implement at home now. There's a little well, kind of catch up. I'm not going to call it a discharge though. 
No, I wouldn't. <laughs> what sort of things would you talk about in your family meetings then? Because you can't, like, your job isn't a job where you've got to be confidential, but like, are you, are you even going to talk about work at all? You might say, this is what happened at my day at work, but what's, what's the point of this family meeting at your house then? What are you discussing? Uh, I think it'd be good to like get any sort of concerns or worries out. What? Uh, what? what are you worried about? What am I worried about? Lots of things. Like, what are you worried about? Like in this, like twenty twenty four. Now, are you worried about something for your family? They're like the the world is fucked, and you've got young kids who are like growing up in it. Are you worried about anything for them? Vapes? I don't know. No, va- my uh, my daughter's told me that vaping is decidedly not cool, and anybody who vapes is decidedly not cool as well. So, so did so you immediately means- go and sell all your vapes? <laughs> no, I, I was glad because I I landed on the same. I was like, yes, you're basically smoking a crayon. I think. Yeah, good one. Uh, so yeah, I, I didn't think they were cool anyway, and then Jess was like, "Yeah, they're not cool." And I was like, "That's good to know that we land on the same side on these kind of things." Is there anything that they maybe that that you want to keep an eye on? Uh, no, just what they've kind of got coming up. Really, I know, like my daughter's going through a you know a tough year in school. It's the GCSE year. Oh, yeah. So managing that. Uh, oh, one thing, like she because she does also play football as well. She yeah. was thinking of retiring at the end of the season, Jurgen Klopp-like. But last weekend, I had a little chat and she's like, Do you know what? I really enjoy it. I'm going to make sure I make time for it. One more year, one more year. One more year. Uh, okay. So, yeah, we were talking about a bit of time management and how you fit stuff in around doing what you're meant to be doing and how you prioritize stuff. So, yeah, things like that, just kind of life stuff and what's coming up, really. Logistics. Yeah. Logistics is always a good one. Well, I think that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty mature of yourself to conduct such a discharge. I think that's really good. I don't think Andy Rodwell's discharge was was appropriate at all. <laughs> uh, and he doesn't think Paul's story is appropriate either. He's, he's finding holes in this. Mm. And for some reason as well, he brings evidence home. So we see, because we see the hoodie in like okay. an evidence bag. We see Eden's hoodie in an evidence bag. And he's he just like, just yeah. carrying it around, isn't he? Yeah, he's just got it in a bag going, yeah, this is, this is Eden's hoodie. Yeah. yeah well, he doesn't to... know it's Eden's hoodie yet, does he? I think he does. I'm not quite sure of that fact. Well, he must, yeah, he must do. Cause yeah, because he, uh, yeah, he finds it at Mel and Carl's. I know it's not Mel's house, but like that was left because he took he had to take it off yeah. when he was there or something, it, and that was from the scene of that it. crime. Yeah, yeah. So we just like, yeah, I've got some evidence here. I'm not gonna. I'm just. I'll, I'll bring it in tomorrow. Doesn't need to go in today. Ridiculous. You can't yeah, do I'm that. Gonna, gonna have a beer. <laughs> it's dead. So bad. And then Sadie has a flashback. Yeah. Uh, to bumping into somebody with wonderful hair. In the wearing lobby. that garish hoodie. Wearing like very garish hoodie. And she's like, hmm. So uh, they just got out of the lift. And I'm sure they were talking to someone. If there, if there was only an employee at the hotel that is a little bit slipshot in their job sometimes, uh, doesn't always follow the rules well, or do things by the book. Yeah, and who hasn't been at their job for a good couple of months because they yeah, didn't well- want to work the Christmas fair. <laughs> But is maybe just there because they've only just been recently rehired uh, due to their dodgy father. Uh, oh, so well, she got the job back, wasn't it? Yeah, she got the job back because yeah. Paul had talked to her father and he greenlit the uh, the Irene Rising, which we've heard nothing about, by the way. Nothing about. 
nothing about that. It's a long time that, to build a school slash old people's home. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it happens that quick that they have to work over Christmas yeah. and do it all then. But once you've got it approved, it takes fucking forever. Yeah. Apparently. So they probably could have just done it in the new year. And then Jane, Jane could have just gone off on a nice Christmas with Sam. And, and, and to see Guy Pierce. Yeah. Wonder what, wonder what he's up to. <laughs> no mention of him for no weeks. No mention of him. No mention of him for weeks. Uh, where was I? So, yeah, she goes to Lassiter's number one employee, employee of the month, Katrina Marshall. Uh, if you, you're like, oh, Katrina, I recognize that face. Was she wishing JK a happy birthday last week? Yeah, she was. Thank you, Farah, for that. That was so nice, by the way. Such a fun video. I've been showing everybody at work. Going, look, look what. It's cool. And it's definitely a nice birthday. And I was like, yeah, look what I got sent there. Uh, so she's like, no, I can't do that. I've just got back in the good books. I'm not getting CCT, CCTV footage for you. And Sadie's like, I'll do your makeup for your ex's wedding next week. And she's like, fuck, what do you need? Yeah. What do you need? I've got loads of, I've got a fucking pile of it. I've got I've got one in every fucking room. What do you want? Hacks into all the, the the system and everything. Just gets it all up. Manage to get zoom in, high res, slow mo. She's got it all. All the dodgy cameras. Uh, there must be a lot of dodgy dealings that go on in lasses. Oh god, yeah. Uh, hotels are grimy businesses. Yeah. Uh, I lo- I love the fact as well that they just even though Katrina Marshall gets like. Barely any screen time. Like it's very sporadic when she shows up. They pack loads of little backstory into it with just little throwaway lines. It's fucking brilliant. Like last time we saw her, it was with Misha Barton, and she's just like, "Yeah, I'm closing up because I've got this to do." And then this time it's, "Do you want your makeup doing for your ex-husband's wedding so you can show up and look great?" Which is just brilliant because, of course, she's going to show up at her ex husband's wedding and try and woo him back out of the wedding of course but i want to see that i want to see that <laughs> episode because that would be that would be a good fun little episode of her showing up at this wedding causing some mayhem did she win him back did she win him back but then say fuck you anyway which i think she would do um, oh yeah i want something like that that would be a fun little side story that we need yeah that would be fantastic to see uh but she gets the footage and she sees that Eden and Paul were indeed talking to Lifter. Fears are confirmed. Paul Robinson had something to do with David's death. Uh, so this is all happening just before the funeral. Uh, Lucy Robinson shows up, which is quite nice. Always nice to see her. Always nice to see Lucy Robinson. Uh, I hope we get to see more of her this year. That is what they're clamouring for on the socials at the moment. I don't know if you've seen that. Everyone's putting it out there. We've got to get more Lucy Robinson. She's always good. She brings another side out of Paul. She doesn't take yeah, any shit. Yeah. She looks fantastic. All those things. And she's like the hit, like a, a history hit from the show. Yeah, more she's, Lucy a, Robinson. she's a legacy character. Yeah. Yeah, she's a great person to have around. So it'd be great if we can get a little bit more of her this year. Yeah. Uh, she shows up to the funeral. Oh, before the funeral, uh, Leo thanks Chelsea for all her help uh, with Paul and organizing stuff. But he makes it very clear as well, you're not fucking coming. She goes to get in the car and he's like, you're not coming here. Yeah. She got, like, she's, it's, it's, she's, he thanks her, like you say, which is great. And it does uh-huh. look like, like Chelsea and Paul, their relationship is growing. It looks like they... Like her, obviously, like like spending time with each other. They've each got their faults and whatnot, and they both call each other out on them. She wants his money. 
she's really hot and he likes that. It's it's stuff like that. And you can tell, I don't know, maybe I'm just I'm just talking out of school here a little bit. You can tell that there's a bit of chemistry between the two of them. Like maybe, I don't know, away from the cameras. And that doesn't mean that I think they're getting it on. That means I think they maybe are just getting on. So which is which is pretty good. It'd be good if we I don't know, if there was any way of I don't know. Maybe we could I don't know. <laughs> find out a bit more about that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really interesting. That'd be really interesting. That'd be cool, right? That'd be really cool. Because he's like somebody who's been on the show for a long time. She's brand new. I don't know. Yeah. She's she she showed up on the show and put the cat amongst the pigeon straight away. Yeah, uh, and got toe to toe with some pretty big characters as well. Already, she seems to be walking around Lasseter's a lot though. Like she's she literally pretty... just walking about, sticking she her is... head around corners and doing a bit of that. She is picking her spot when when she she's just got to be there, and she she's she's like if you're going to use a football term, she's like you know she's hanging around the the the, the goal area. Yeah. She's around. That's the where you want to be. She's a fox in the box. I like she, that. She she's just there because a cross could come in at any point and bang she's gonna get that in yeah. the back of that. You're gonna get chances. You're in the right place. Soon yeah. you're gonna you're gonna you just gotta take she's her. Got, when you get them, you've got to take those chances. I think she yeah. is so far, don't you? She, she's taking the chances. Oh, yeah, she's played this brilliantly so far. Yeah. So slightly before the funeral, like she just shows up and goes, you're a bit sad, Do you fancy a shag. And Paul's like, Yeah, that'll do. Uh, and then they're, they're chilling afterwards and they say all the thing, you know, they're very honest with each other. She like at this point she doesn't look like she doesn't look like she's hiding anything. She's, she's been very not hiding anything. She was wearing just his shirt at one point. Goodness <laughs> me, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> at one forty-five in the afternoon. Like, well, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Leo makes it very very clear that she is it's a family affair and she is to to hang back. Uh, Lucy Lucy Robinson's been kind of eyeing her up as well. All right, who's this girl? I can, I can, you know, they're, they're sizing each other up from far away. Uh, we also, we, we go she back. She tells to fuck off. She does tell her to fuck off. Yeah. I thought yeah, that's but... what she said, though. She said back off, but just the way she said it, it sounded like fuck off. <laughs> Chelsea was like, <gasps> uh, so back at Jane's house, Aaron is he's 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 worse than my fucking notes for the podcast. Like he's he's trying to write a speech, and. He, he just can't get it right, and he needs more time. And Nicolette's like, "Isla wants you. She wants, she wants to hug off you." She's he needed just a few more minutes again. Yeah, he did just need a few more minutes. Uh, but he's trying to get this speech right, and he's just he's not in the right place to to deal with his daughter no. at this moment and, and deal with that. Uh, he also finds out that Chloe can't make it. She rings yep. Nicolette and goes, uh, oh, "It's fine." Um, Flights get cancelled. It's okay. But this was a really odd line. So she says to her, don't worry, we'll send you the link and you can yeah. watch it. Yeah, so odd. Who sends links to funerals? I mean, I feel like sending one to a link from a wedding is fucking bad enough, to be fair. I, I mean, mean unless, I did... unless you're doing something ridiculous like getting a fucking Viking to read it out, I don't see the point of sending it okay, for a wedding. Yeah. So for backstory, I did send a link to my wedding, to my wonderful wife. Uh, but that's because... Oh, uh, that made it sound like you sent a link to your wedding to your oh, wife. Oh, no, no, we didn't get married like via video. Yeah, let me explain that. We got we were in the same room together, but for her family in Australia, we did send a video link so they could watch it 
going on. Uh, we will do the a ceremony again in Australia when when we get back out there. Uh, but yeah, this was the England version of the ceremony. So in forty years' time, when you go to Australia, you could do that. Um, you could do get married again. That'll be fun. So I think it's accepting for a wedding, but for a funeral, if you're not at the funeral, you who's who's dialing into that? Well, it's annoying because, like, if like I know it's neighbours' land and they haven't got the actors to come. Yeah, to the you, funeral, yeah, you don't just have the actors at your disposal. But then, but in storyline, like. So many people have said, nah, I can't make it. It's a funeral. It's not like like a wedding. Like you say, there might be another chance or you just get to see those people again. You're not you're not doing this again. This isn't, you can go and, or you can, I missed a few, sorry, I missed a funeral. Let's have a catch up. You can't do that. He's yeah. gone. And half his family and all these other characters didn't turn up. Yeah, literally. And I was surprised. I thought the way Neighbours have been doing it since the new chapter they were loving getting people back in. Save our school. Everyone, every fucker turned up to save Erin's Bra High. Why didn't Nicolette put another Facebook message out and everyone will fucking turn up? <laughs> no one's asked about the funeral. What shame. That is a shame. It's... Yeah, There's other ways to get around this, right? What do you mean? I remember, I don't know, just like, you can't just say, oh, flights have been delayed and people don't show up. There's other ways to write around this. Like, you can have... I mean, there is. I mean, the best thing is to get them in, though. Get them in. Why? I don't understand yeah. why they didn't. Yeah, like the the whole kind of neighbors production as well. Like everybody, everybody always jumps at the chance to come back. Everyone we spoke to says would absolutely go back again. If yeah. Get the opportunity out there, even if it's just for a minute, like just to do one thing, show up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, I mean, but they understand. We understand that, you know. Schedules need to align and this, that. No, and fuck off. Make the effort. <laughs> Do you know what? I, one of my favourite things from when we did the rewatch, when we watched old episodes, was Steph Scully's wedding to that Mark dude. The one where oh. he was in love with Flick and they were... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That one. And, like, it was clear that Carl and Drew weren't shooting that day at all. So what yeah. they did... So you've got like uh, you've got Libby and Susan at the front, and she goes, "Where's Carl? Oh, he's running late." And then they turn around off camera and go, "Oh, he's over there." And then yeah. you, he's yeah. there. Then you don't have to see him on camera. He's just no. oh, he's over there. He's sat at the back. And you could do like little things like doubles as well. Just get them yeah. from the back, or what? Or you could do, you could do anything. And that's what's what's always glaring. I think when it's like it's clear who's not filming that day. Yeah. That that draws more attention to it than saying, oh, they couldn't come because this shit reason. But they would because it's a funeral. Like, come on. Yeah, I think there's certain events where you just kind of have to get all the cast on. I know there's scheduling. I think so. There's certain events where you go, right, okay, you're all in filming today. Sorry, but this yeah. is, you know, this is a big thing. Exactly. And who's going to say no? Really? No, no yeah. one's going to say no. So, come on. Yeah, they could have done it better. I didn't mind the funeral in general. I thought mm-hmm. it was good. I liked how um, Paul was at the funeral. Mm-hmm. I liked how Aaron was at the funeral. I thought Nicolette was good at the funeral. Like, Yeah, she was really good. Because Aaron was struggling with Isla and all that, all that stuff. I mean, people have said it. I'll say it as well. At 
Aaron has been fucking brilliant these last last two weeks or so. Paul has been fucking brilliant. It, it, it's yeah. been really good how they've done it. Yeah, this is neighbours. Don't forget, and that isn't that, no disrespect at all. But this is quality stuff. What these people are doing at the moment. Oh yeah, the show. absolutely, absolutely, like top grade stuff that he's doing. Especially Aaron as well, who's just come back and just been the kind of comedy character. Yeah, to then just flip it and have that side of it as well, where he just looks genuinely devastated, disheveled, can't... Yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, I can't... Really I wouldn't have done, Like, we sit on air a lot and go, oh, we would have done it like this. I wouldn't have done this funeral any different, really. Aside from getting the extra characters in, I think what they did was good. Yeah, it was a really good set, how they did. And it looked... Just really, yeah, he looked. It was all like kind of claustrophobic and intense. And yeah, oh, Aaron's trying to get... <laughs> Leo tells the story... Uh, well, so Paul, Paul speaks to Aaron and is just like, listen, mate, you need to start. I know you're grieving, but you need to let your daughter grieve with you as well. Like, gives him a really good talking to. And that kind of turns Aaron around a little bit. So Leo is doing his speech. Uh, I thought, I, so Leo's speech, he goes off on a tangent about uh, jumping off a roof when he was a kid because he thought yeah. he had superpowers. Yeah. And the whole time I'm thinking, this is what we do. A funeral. Just telling this is one of our stories. You know, you know, so you know, we we're asked to do a speech and then we go start talking about the person, but then go, Oh, actually, remember that time we left someone in a bush? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it was a weird story and clearly never happened. Uh, well, it was to do it was to do with he thought he had superpowers, but it turns out David was the twin with superpowers. Yeah, I didn't. The powers of second. kindness or whatever. I thought it was there was always an evil twin. I thought that yeah. was the thing. I mean, there is always an evil one. That is true. That is true. Which one was it, though? I reckon it's going to end up being Leo. <laughs> Leo's got to end up being evil at some point, I think. He's got a scar now. Urgh. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. This is our, it's his baddie origin story, isn't it? Now? Uh, so Leo does his speech. Aaron does his, and he's just like, I've wrote this, but I'm not, I'm not saying it uh, because this is fucking horrible, and I should, I should say, I'm grateful for the time that we had, but you know what? It wasn't fucking enough, so fuck you all. I'm sitting back down again. Uh, which, <laughs> yeah, like, so they say funerals are for the living, not for the dead. Yeah, but he's clearly like. I feel funerals are there to try and help the living come to terms with what happens. But I always feel like that's way too soon for you to have come to terms with it. And I like the fact that Aaron, like, cause it would be so easy for TV to just go, all right. Okay. He's, he's accepted it. All. Paul's had a chat with him. He's accepted it all. Now he's going to be fine. But for yeah. him to go around and go, this is fucking horrible. I'm not over it. I miss him every fucking second. Well, I think as well for neighbours, like we we always make a joke about it, and it's because it's true, is that how they speed things up on neighbours and think there isn't really a, a slow build to things a lot of the time. Things just happen, and then the next episode, things are resolved or whatever. This is one of those times where I think he's noticeable in like that they are doing well in the new chapter. They are letting a few things breathe a little bit and mm. aren't rushing through things, which is a bit, like you say, a bit more realistic. Like some of it, like... Like the Therese and Paul and Toadie and Mel thing, that's been going since day one of the new chapter, and that's that's still going on. We'll talk about that probably in a little bit. 
But this one, if somebody dies, you don't get over it within a few episodes of Neighbours. And I think like it makes sense that you've got different characters reacting in different ways and all the ways seem quite real, like legitimate ways that like you cope with it or don't cope with somebody dying. So I think they've done it really well, to be honest. Like it's been good how they've all they've all kind of all the characters are taking it in a slightly different way. You haven't just got ten people who are upset. You've got all these different <laughs> dying myself. You got these people all reacting in different ways, which is cool. Yeah. Um Paul can't even fucking get words out. He's is that devastated. Uh so Lucy has to say it for him, and he's just there, just absolutely a crying mess. Uh, really powerful stuff. They picked a really good song as well. It's kind of underneath it. <coughs> that, that was a good choice as well. Just added to the whole intenseness of the whole, whole situation. Music has been pretty good last few weeks, I think. Yeah. Uh, while, while the funeral's happening as well, Krista is at Laster's Lake, and she's made those little origami swan things, and she's put little nice little notes in there. Saying, you know, thanks for believing in me. I'm sorry for everything that happened. That was a good scene as well. That was really good. Well done. Uh, so we're at the wake. And Sadie has been mulling this over for a long time now. She's she knows that's serious mulling this week, isn't she? She is doing lots of mulling. If she and... was a drink, she'd be mulled wine. <laughs> and she asked Byron, she says, is it better to be kind or to be honest? What do you think? Uh, see, I, I think I would say kind. I think kind I'm is the, the answer. Kind is. See, I but I think I'm the person who would try to be kind. You're the person who tried to be honest. How do you feel about it, that statement? It does depend on the situation, I think. I think the best thing, like in theory, the best thing to be out of those two things is kind. Because nothing beats kind, really, does it? Yeah, there's true. Enough, there's enough shit fucking memes and posts that say, if you can be anything, be kind. Like, oh, Batman. They're like the two options, aren't they? Like, kind of, Batman. So I'll ask you a new question. Would you be kind or would you be Batman? I'd be Batman. So would I. Straight and fucking way. Cut. But I'd be uh, honest Batman. Fucking hell, honest Batman. What? Not kind Batman. Batman can't be kind. That's the, tr- that's the trick with Batman. So, like... So I'd be Batman, but honest. So like when you're skulking around in the dark and they go, where are you? would be like, I'm over here, dickhead. You would I'd, I'd just tell him where Batman. I am. You would, make a, you would make a better gay cowboy than a Batman. Definitely. <laughs> you, would ne- no. you, you are the worst Batman I can think of. I've Honestly. not got a very strong chin ever, so I no. don't think I'm... Like, when you think about it, you're only getting that. Yeah. You would be a terrible Batman. Yeah, I Again, think I, could do, I think I can do Batman. I think I'd be able to do it. Yeah, I don't think. No, no. I don't think so. And as well, the mask would like the rest of the mask that wouldn't would again have to deal with the forehead. Yeah, you'd have to get like the the special needs fat kid ma- Batman mask. <laughs> so she asks him, kind or. Um, What's the other option? I was going to say it's not Batman. What it's is it? Batman, no. Honest. Honest. That was it. Fuck. Um, so Byron says kind, because like I said earlier, Byron is being very kind this week. He's keeping an eye on people. He has a chat with Krista earlier on, brought around his house for some pizza. Now he's like, he's 
chatting to Sadie. Sadie asked him the question. He says kind. She, it kind of feels like that's what she was thinking as well, but she kind of wanted someone to go, yeah, be kind. Because the reason why she she's mulling it over, whether to tell everyone what she knows about that guy in the hoodie, I've forgotten his name, meeting Paul and having a chat the day before or that morning or whatever it was, um, before David died. She's she done not whether to tell her dad, her mom, everybody, whatever. In the end, she sees them and she sees people like broken and she mm-hmm. kind of takes it in her head, it feels like, to go, I'm going to stay quiet. It's not worth the palaver that this is going to cause. I'm going to choose Batman. No, kind. Kind. Yeah, and I think, yeah, she's just looking for confirmation here. I mean, the I think the I think in her heart she knows probably honest is the better one. It's, it's, it's a situation real question, I think. Like it is <laughs> being like you want to be honest because that's the right thing to do. And being honest, well done, you've been honest. But is being honest always the right thing to do? Does that help people? being honest sometimes and i've learned this a little bit as i've gone on sometimes it's better not to be honest sometimes if it's not hurting anybody and it's going to make people feel better then don't say anything just Mm -hmm. be kind don't you have to be honest sometimes i have to be honest with you if you're doing something stupid on this (laughs) podcast and i choose honest sometimes i do that sometimes i wish i hadn't sometimes i wish i'd been a little bit kinder um well sometimes being honest is then being kind yeah, I get it. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's a, it's a loaded question, but Sadie's kind of resigned herself to the fact that she's in this situation. She's gonna stay quiet. Yeah, it's shit, but she's just gonna have to deal with it. Everybody else has already got so much going on. Why pile onto that? Yeah. Um, Krista, then what? Leo texts after Jane does a load of speeches. She's like, "Let's say some nice things." Yeah, that's quite nice. Yeah, that was that was a good thing. Uh, I'd like you to introduce that at my funeral, by the way. Just say some funny shit. Yeah, yeah. Just you just get everyone to go around and tell a funny story. Um, done. Yeah, can do. Nice done. To be fair, though, <laughs> I probably will be one of the cast members who's not filming that day, so I won't be there. <laughs> you oh, send me the link. Get cancelled. Send me the link. Uh, and Leo texts Krista going, oh, I miss you. Come, come please. Yeah. So she's like, okay, she shouldn't, she should not do this. No. Despite Leo texting her and her being kind of right, she should just, the better thing to do here is go, thank you. I appreciate that, but I'll see you back at the hotel. Yeah. I'm going to keep my distance for the day. Agreed. It's not worth the hassle. Again, this isn't being kind. This isn't. This is doing something for herself. She swans back in. Oh, I'm at the party. <laughs> no, you should have thought. You know what? People don't want me there. It's more about them than it is me. He was just yeah. my drug babysitter. He was his son, his husband, her father. What? Whatever. Yeah. She should have gone. It's not my day. It's their day. I will talk. I really appreciate mm-hmm. the message. I'll see you later for a big old shag up, but yeah. not right now. Yeah, because she'd kind of already done her grieving. She'd done the thing in the yeah. lake and she'd had a big cry. And like you say, funerals are for, for the living sometimes. So I think she kind of done a bit of grieving and a yeah. bit of reflection. So there's she didn't no need to, to waltz in the waterhole like she did. Definitely no, not. Not at all. And 
I think Paul rightly called her out for this. Straight away, Caesar is like, get out. He was fucking fuming. Yeah, I think rightly so. She shouldn't have been. He said, I don't want you there. Yeah. And she shows up. So no. I think that's fair enough. Have you uh, ever I mean, turned up at a party or a funeral where where people didn't want you and you turned up anyway and it was very obvious straight away what you shouldn't be there? Have you ever done that? Or are you always like life and soul? Oh, he's here, party can start now. Or the funeral can start now. Here he is. Uh, I don't think I've ever showed up to somewhere I've not been invited to or like been uninvited. Hmm. But I've definitely showed up to places that I've been invited to and then gone, I shouldn't have gone here. Yeah. That's happened a lot. Uh, one thing One thing I've learned, uh, this is to do with me being older and less social than I used to be, maybe. I now, if I'm at somewhere, like, first of all, if I don't, like, I don't feel the need to go. We've talked about that before. I don't feel like I've yeah. got to be at everything anymore. But then also you've got to know when it's time to go home. You talked about this before. Yeah being at a wedding and thought, I think wedding is the main one. You, you need to know when it it's not, it's not your thing and you need to go. Like mm-hmm. there's been, there's been times like that when I thought, no, I probably shouldn't have come at all. I need to think about making my exit as soon as I've got there. <laughs> and I think that's what Krista should do here. She should go and it, it all happens pretty quick but she shouldn't have gone in the first place. And as soon as he said, get the fuck out, she should have gone, oh shit, okay, sorry, and, and gone. Yeah, but she just kind of stands there. She does. Yeah, I just, like, you just turn around, just go, okay, sorry, I'll, bye. Yeah. It does happen pretty quick, because he starts yeah. bombarding her with a lot of shit. Yeah, he really does. And and this is his downfall, because he starts getting, he starts fucking laying it on pretty thick. And he's made his point, but then he's he's, Feeling guilty, so he's trying to lay it on even thicker on Krista. Yeah, he doesn't help point. himself here. No, and then this is the point that snaps Sadie because she's watching this the whole time, sat at the bar, watching it, and then she's like, nah, fuck this. Uh, I ordered when she gets up and says, Leave her alone. Yeah. I audibly cheered. Yeah. Like I audibly cheered. I was like, Yes, fucking well done, Whoa. Sadie. Get in, Sadie. Cause she has never she's been on this show for a while so i've never seen her do that yeah like was she a... has never raised her voice or anything from what i've seen there might have been stuff before the reboot i don't know but i've she's looking on a phone she's pretty chilled out we've said it before we like her but she's never really in her own storyline she's just kind of like floating about dropping truth bombs on people or whatever this one it was just like she she just let rip it was so good i wasn't expecting it at all yeah it was really well done it was really, really done. It was a really good cliffhanger for that episode as well. I think it should have been cliffhanger for the week. Like that was the that was the bit that made me go whoa the most. I would have had that as the end of the week one, but still really enjoyed it. Couldn't wait to watch the next day. Yeah. Uh, so Paul is is at first speechless. He can't. He's yeah. He can't believe he's been fucking called out on it. And I then he tries. Rodwell of all people. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not the fucking copper investigating him. No. The girl who's trying to work away through makeup school. (laughs) And he tries to explain himself. And I'm very guilty of doing this. You explain yourself and you make it sound even worse. Oh, yeah, yeah. You try and explain yourself and you dig yourself deeper and deeper and deeper. 
And that's exactly what he does. I think it's a bit harsh that everyone then just fucking piles on him. I think, and, and there's a, a larger question here that I've, I'll try and get to answer towards the end of this podcast is there seems to be two two teams falling here. You're either can understand what Paul's done or you can't fucking abide it at all. Yeah. And everyone just piles on him. And I think that's a bit harsh. Yeah. He's done something fucking stupid. Uh, he's made some terrible decisions that have ended in terrible tragedy, but to fucking rail on the guy at his son's funeral. Well, was maybe a bit harsh. Agreed. How I, like, I feel like, there's a couple of people who were in their rights to do that. Like your big hitters, Leo, Aaron, Nicolette, fine. You get to speak up and you get to say some shit now because that's horrendous. Yeah. Everyone else shouldn't be... Like you can have thoughts, you should have walked out maybe in disgust, maybe in embarrassment because you don't want to be around a confrontation or whatever. But you can't pile on. It's, It's not... Yeah, and that's, that's what I thought the pilot was like. Aaron's definitely in his right to. Yeah. Because Paul's just giving this big speech before the funeral and this, that, and yeah. the other. He's like, you're telling me your family, but then you keep this from us. No, fuck you. But yeah, then it's, it does feel like a pilot because everyone's like, yeah. yeah. And you were cunt. There was no. That, that didn't have to. That shouldn't have happened, I don't think. That made you. I don't know, because it is his fault. But it, and he, like, if he'd just gone, fuck off, Krista, it would have been the end of it. But he had to lay in the extra shit. He had to be Paul Robinson about it. And that yeah. is Paul Robinson's biggest problem. Sometimes <laughs> he is Paul Robinson. If he wasn't Paul Robinson as much, Paul <laughs> Robinson would be all right, I think. But he's just too Paul Robinson. <laughs> Sometimes tone down the Paul Robinson. <laughs> look in the mirror and think am I being Paul Robinson, being Paul Robinson. Or, am I, or am I being Batman right now and if you can't <laughs> say Batman tone down the Paul Robinson <laughs> and this kind of which side are you on plays out the next episode really and kind of all the characters kind of go off yeah. and decide what side they're on Sadie speaks to mum and dad and they're like, you know, how did you know this? And she's like, you know, it was a great thing you did. But then she's like, well, I'm being honest right now. I was getting paid to spy on them. Bit more discharge, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. An, it was a discharge again. Double discharge um, this week. Oh, discharge. Write that down. <laughs> might, call, might call the episode that later. <laughs> and Wendy and Andy are like, okay, well, that wasn't great, but learn from it, and you'll be all right. Uh, Sadie later bemoans this to Byron. She's like, why are my parents so fucking understanding? And Byron's just, Byron's just like, well, yeah, you should be lucky that they're understanding. You can talk to them. A couple and, of good ones, aren't you? Yeah. And he's like, Sadie's like, oh, can I have a hug? And they had, is, is there something there? I think there will be eventually, but not think, for a bit. Yeah, I think there was just, like when he hugs Sadie, Sadie's just takes a moment going, Oh, I quite like this. He's a nice guy, Byron. What who doesn't like yeah. a hug? Yeah, true. But yeah, I don't Me, know if I'm sometimes. I don't know if I was just misreading the situation there or not. Or I think he will do something with them too at some point. Yeah. Uh, totally for that, by the way. Uh like I said, Byron's a very level headed guy. He's definitely over Misha Barton by now. 
Thank God. And we are. Uh, he's, he's got all that Misha out of his system. He's discharged all the Misha. And he's, Misha. Uh... <laughs> They're not all winners. I haven't finished that comedy course yet. <laughs> oh, speaking of the comedy course, yeah, I've done the, I've done the first bit. Uh, we'll, we will keep you updated on, on that as we go along, by yeah. the way. But probably on the Patreon, I imagine. That'll be some extra so, content on Patreon. Yeah, so, so far, I think we're both more or less at the same point where we have done the introduction, where we've learned it's a bit of the theory and a few like ideas. The main thing, for those wondering, it's most of it's to do with... I've, I, from what I got from it was um, finding what your style is and yes. thinking what kind of jokes, you, what kind of comedian you want to be, what kind of stories you want to tell, what's your style of... Of it, have you got? A, do you think you've got a style? Yeah, I think, to put you I on the spot. So. Uh, so they give a good example of. I can't remember the, the. So there's like a high tempo comedian and a low tempo comedian. Yeah. Uh, use Robin Williams as the high tempo one. I can't remember who the example was for the, oh, the low okay. tempo one. You're right though. Uh, I might write. I've actually wrote it down in my notebook here. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was... But like, what kind of comedian do you want to be? And the, yeah. I think I'd be a more of a high tempo one. I think. I think if we were doing that, you would definitely be high tempo and I would definitely not be. Yeah, I think we'd be the absolute opposite scales here. I think I am more of a kind of... I don't know, but you're really funny when you're all right, when you're irate though. Like the amount of times I purposely do something to wind you up and then just watch you spin out is... (laughs) You're doing that on purpose. (laughs) Um... Sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think I can I can play anything. However, I think most of the time I am more of a, a chilled out entertainer than anything. <laughs> uh, so um, let us know what you think. If you think I, if you are an, a, a listener of our podcast or a watcher, if you're on the Patreon, only a pound a month. Um, if you if you've watched a few of them now, let us know as we go on over the next few weeks if you think they're getting funnier or not. Because that will be a direct result of us doing a bit more of this course. If you think yeah. they're actually getting worse, keep it to yourself. No, no, is I it better to be kind mean. or is it better to be honest? <laughs> you are. Uh, so, Tony and Therese. Oh. Uh, Go on. Is this last thing we're talking about? Kind of, yeah, because it all kind, kind of wraps into one, really, here. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Tony and Therese. They're very much on two different sides here. Therese instantly sympathizes with Paul and vocalizes that to Tony. And Tony's just like, that's a really kind of visceral reaction to this. And it's just like, is that really what you think? Yeah, he does the jaw thing again. He starts doing the jaw before Sadie's even (laughs) finished saying, leave leave her alone. He can't wait to get the jaw out. (laughs) Chill out. And yeah, he's, he's really eminently against defending Paul here and he gets the he gets the thing from David and he just like fucking shoves it in Therese's What's face. What's David's middle name? Oh uh it was something stupid. I, I, I'm not gonna nah you can't say that but it was <laughs> just the name that made me go oh was it like Wendell or something? No it was Yoshi. Yoshi and it just made me think of the dinosaur from Mario straight away. Because it always <laughs> will yeah, maybe. Sorry, stupid was the wrong word. There. I apologize for that. It was, it was just something that was off-putting. No, yeah, not off-putting. Maybe go. Oh, oh that's yeah. And uh, what's your middle name? James. James. Do you want my middle name? Is? I know what your middle name is. Because I've known <laughs> I, you a long time. The fact that you don't know mine is an insult. 
<laughs> but I always think mine doesn't quite flow. No, it doesn't. It doesn't flow at all. And it, it's one of those that you go, really? Okay. Mm. Uh, I mean, it is my dad's name, so I understand why it's there. Batman. But it doesn't. <laughs> but it doesn't quite flow. And that was something I always, like with my kids, I always tried to make sure their names flow. So yeah, you, you take what you get from your parents and you try and improve upon it. There you go. Good job. <laughs> Oh, dear. So, yeah, they're, they're very on different sides about this. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea's unaware of what's gone down. So, of course, Wendy fucking fills her in on. She's like, oh, you don't know. You probably hear this anyway, so I might as well just tell you everything. Yeah. Uh, and Chelsea's just like, well, I'm obviously on Team Paul here. I'm going to stand by him. And Chelsea kind of uses this to then bond with Lucy. Because Lucy taught her fuck off before. And she... Every week I get more respect for Chelsea. And I know she's a gold digger and I know what her end game is, but you've got to respect the hustle. Oh, yeah, 100%. You've got to respect it because she's dealt with Therese very well, you know. Clever, in a clever way. In a very clever way. And then she got told to fuck off by Lucy, but still managed to deal with that situation very well. She catches her when she's a couple of glasses of wine in. She's maybe a little bit more receptive and a little less wound up about things. And she chooses the right theme to kind of bond with her over, which was Paul. And because Lucy, I think this is probably the best take from this whole Paul thing is what he did and what what he didn't do. And he's, she's like, yeah, do you know what? He made some fucking terrible decisions, but he's going to beat himself up more than anybody else over this. Yeah. And he's lost a son over it. So if anybody knows how terrible those decisions are, it's him. Yeah. And he's still my brother and I'm going to stick by him despite those terrible decisions. Yeah. And what she does with Chelsea, which is quite good, and it's even better when you see why this is happening, is she starts saying how he always wanted his dad to respect him and he always yeah. wanted all yeah, that really kind like- of stuff. Really clever way of doing it. But then the cleverer thing, so I was like, why? Why are we doing this? Chelsea then uses that when Paul kind of closes himself off. He won't let anyone come to the penthouse, even her for a shag, whatever. He's sick of it. Um, she uses all that, kind of talks him around and says, look, I know what you've been through in your life, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know what? I will go for that shag, thank you. And then it's sorted again. It's it's really clever. And I people will hate Chelsea, I think. Yeah. There's already like people hating her, which is brilliant. If your character is supposed to be hated and people hate them, that is exactly what they are there for. That's the, exactly the reaction they're going for. That's the whole point. Yeah. She, she's, she's taken everything in front of her and just dealt with it. Like every now and again, you like the camera lings on, lingers on her a little couple of times in, the, in these episodes. And she kind of looks off and she either, she's doing a little bit of an evil look or she looks a little bit flustered. Yeah. But she thinks it over. Cogs are turning. Cogs are turning and she overcomes that hurdle every single time. She adapts and overcomes. And Lucy and Chelsea get pissed, which is quite nice. Uh, Therese gets a text message off Paul saying, I need you. Yes. Right now. So she gets out. She walks the last to sees Toadie. He's he's in the office doing some paperwork. I liked how you saw Chelsea and Lucy in the background just getting pissed as well. 
they're still sat in the same seats they were before. Every, like every, it's, everything's closed up. Yeah, but they're still. Oh okay, god, see that. Cool. Yeah, it was a good little. Even. You had to kind of look for it because it was in the dark. But you, uh, that was a it was a good little Easter egg. And the end of another cliffhanger, another good cliffhanger. Penthouse door pings open. In comes to raise. Yeah. It was it was it was the fork in the road, wasn't it? Is she going that way yeah. to go and see Toady and do that? Um, or despite maybe her own best, like every what everyone's telling her and everything, she goes to see Paul instead. Ping, ping. <clears throat> uh, did you think they were going to shag? No, no. You did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah of course. Yours do. This is the with you. You want you want to watch neighbors does the porno. That's what you want to watch, really. <laughs> No, they can't do that. They're saving that for episode 9,000. Yeah, I think so. I don't think it'll be Shag either. I think they'll have a big snog on episode 9,000. I think Mel and Toadie will have a big snog on episode 9,000. And then something's going to blow the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're building towards that. Because Mel is sensing all this going on. She thinks Therese is talking shit. She's trying to weasel her way back in with Toadie. A, a wedding ring dropped out of a pot or something? Where'd that come from? Yeah, she's cleaning out her handbag. Oh. And she like just she's like Oh guys. Okay. So she just empties it all out on the table. A load of like flint and stuff falls out, as well as her wedding rings. So she tries them back on and she's just kind of sitting there going, Oh, she's quite nice. Yeah. I remember when I was married to Tony and I was happy. So that's in her mind. And then Therese. She spends she spends a few hours there. It's night time or whatever. She comes home to see Toadie. He says, where have you been? She says, out for a walk. He says, where'd mm-hmm. you go? She says, nowhere special. Keeping it mm-hmm. from him. If she'd walked in and gone, went and saw Paul, it was fu- he was crying his eyes out, sorted him out, came back home. We didn't shag though, because it would be far too quick. And that's for episode 9,000. If she'd said that, then um, he would have he would have just thought, like, okay, I'm annoyed with you. He would have done the jar again. And then it would have been the end of it. I've just had an idea for a T-shirt, by the way. Oh, yeah, go on. So, you know, on is it on Avengers when it's like, I love you 3000 or whatever it's called? Yeah. So can we do an I love you 9000 T-shirt with um, Paul Robinson dressed as Tony Stark slash Iron Man, please? I love you no 9000. I will work on that straight away. Don't there worry. There you go. By, like, and, and now I've said it live on here, no one else can nick that. Copyright started <laughs> properly. Copyright the neighborhood rewatch. So, to raise lies, she says, I haven't seen Paul. But then the next day, no, who sees her coming out? Chelsea and Lucy see her pinging out the lift. They're, yeah, because they're pretty pissed. Yeah. So, Lucy's going back to her room, and then ping out the lift comes to raise. And again, you see you ling- the camera lingers on Chelsea, and you can see her working going, oh, okay. I don't think they've shagged, but something's happened there. And I'm going to use that. Rather than let that fluster me, I'm going to use that at some point. Clever, Very clever indeed. Uh, yeah, Therese has lied to Tony. She's been neither honest nor kind in this situation. She hasn't been Batman either. She hasn't been Batman either, no. I mean, I mean, she was out at night, but she did not fight any crime, did no, she? She, didn't. she caused problems. She didn't solve any. Um... <laughs> uh, where are we now? So we're kind of leaving it like here where, no, Lucy turns up at Ramsey Street because she's dropping off the kids who stayed yeah. with her. 
Um, and then Therese is talking to her about something and then about Tony, seeing Paul. About seeing Paul yeah. because she knows she's seen him. But then Tony comes over. She has to very quickly end the conversation. She's like, so Lucy was just leaving, actually. Um, she needs yeah. to fuck off very quickly before we drop ourselves in it. And Tony's like, that's a bit weird. And then he does this. Um, and then that's kind of the end of that. But then later on, how did the, Chelsea... Fucking Chelsea. He's in. He goes to the coffee shop. It's not called coffee shop. Harold's. Um, um, they do a bit of shit with with Mel. Mel's like, "I want you back." He's like, goes like this, I think. Um, and then <laughs> you're not on the Patreon. You're missing this every time. Um, yeah. We are running this joke into the ground. Yeah, this, this is what we do. This is what we do on this show. Um, so there's that. But then Chelsea at the coffee shop, Harold, um, says, oh, saw Therese coming out of the penthouse. Yeah. And he's like, no, you didn't. That would ne- that could not have possibly happened. We had a conversation with, about, with her about it, and she said, no, she just went for a walk. And she's like, nope, saw her. Lucy did too. Oh, it happened. Yeah. And so Tony and Mel had a little – they had a little bit of a heart-to-heart – earlier in the day and Tony expressed some of his frustrations because Tony and Therese have been arguing constantly about yeah. this Paul thing. Every time they get in a room together, they've just been arguing about it. So he kind of vents his uh, frustrations to Mel. Yeah. Uh, Tal sees this, what's going on, is just like, listen, Mel, you shouldn't be doing this. this no, is- this is not a healthy situation. He spotted this. Is not this. a healthy he's situation. A doctor, so he knows what's, not he- what's healthy and what's not. Exactly. So he's like, listen, this is not good. Fucking nip it in the bud now. Yeah. Uh, he goes to speak to Tony as well. And he's just like, listen, it was unfair of Mel to do that. But if Therese found out you were bad mouthing her to your ex-wife, it's not going to look good either. So put your fucking ideas up as well. So they've already had that little bit of connection. And Carl says to Tony as well, if you want to chat, I'm here. Come around, see me. Yep. So he does. He comes around. He finds out that Therese has lied. Goes around to see Carl. Carl, you win. No, but Mel is though. Yeah. And... She's been looking at the rings again. She put it on and she has to try and hide it in her dress while they're talking. And Tony again vents his frustrations. Yeah. He kind of hesitates. He's like, no, I, I should talk to Carl, really. And he thinks, oh, fuck it. Yeah, Therese has lied to me. And she takes out her hands to hold Tony's hands. He spots the ring. And he's like, why are you wearing this ring? This is a bit weird. Yeah. And she's like, well, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I'm going to tell her, I love you and I want you back. And was that, that the end? The, that was the cliffhanger for Ooh. this week. Yeah. Very good cliffhangers this week. Very good cliffhangers this week, indeed. Uh, oh, Chelsea's also just moved in with Paul as well. She has manipulated. Yeah, that, that was always coming, wasn't it? She was always going to be dipping in yeah. the She's out of the Varga Murphy's house. Um, it's good. I, I'm looking forward to next week. Obviously, we're on the little build-up to, to 9,000. I do think they're going to do something with those four finally because it is kind of coming to a head now, I think. Um, I, and I feel like when, we talk, when you're talking about the funeral and you're kind of saying that's the end of that, I don't think it will be for your main players like Aaron and Nicolette and Paul and whatever, but I think mm. the other characters might move on to doing some other little bits maybe. Yeah, I think so. Which would make sense. Yes, I think so. I think they're yeah they're very much built into something happening between. Well, I mean, there's five people involved now because there's Chelsea's throwing herself in the mix now as well. This is a this is an ongoing feud. Uh, I know you've said that you think 
both will probably cheat at the same time. Exactly the same time. I don't think so. I think it's going to be Toadie and Mel. I think Toadie is going to fuck up big time. Okay. Uh, that's my prediction for this. That I think Paul's going to be too busy with Chelsea, uh, discharging, and Therese is going to catch. I think Therese is probably going to push Toadie away that much that he gets pushed into Mel, and then she's going to catch them two in the act. That is my prediction. Let us know what your predictions are. Yeah. On the socials, the neighborhood rewatch as we build towards episode 9,000. I think we forgot to mention this at the start. We are going to do another Patreon giveaway. So if you do join up for a pound a month, uh, anybody who is a Patreon, by the time we get to 8,999, we'll do another little draw. Yeah, and and we'll that you've got to be pa- you can't have been a Patreon and fucked off. Oh no, again. you've got to still be actively a Patreon, You're active Patreon members, which is growing all the time, which is great. Thanks again to the new ones this time. Um, but yeah, you can, you've got to be in it to win it, haven't you? Um, yeah. And last time we like, I think Georgie is very happy with her winnings. She yes. won. She has been sent it. We are not full of shit. We have not like kept her waiting. She's already got it, and she's happy, right? Yes, she said she can't wait. She can't wait to listen to the podcast and drink a brew out of it. Exactly. I mean, um, I, I, I mean, we don't have an official drink sponsor for the podcast, but if we did, I think a nice brew should be. If we could just like, what's the official drink of the neighborhood rewatch? Brews. We'd make a fucking shitload, surely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like everyone likes a brew. Exactly. So, are we doing a mug next time, or it might be something different, might it? Next time, we don't know. It might be. Well, no. Well, who knows? Yeah. We will be doing a giveaway. Looking forward uh, to it. We have got a lot of other things coming up as well. If you haven't already, please listen to our battle episode with Coastal News, the Home and Away podcast. It was a Valentine's special. Top couples that is out now on our feed and theirs. You can vote. Um, hopefully, we'll win again. Um, I mean, it'll be a bit embarrassing for that lot, but I still want to win. <laughs> Fuck them. Um, and we've also got a few other things lined up as well. Keep your eyes on the socials this weekend. There is something um, afoot. Afoot? I like I that know. word. Went for it. Like that. <laughs> is that it? Now, yeah, that's it. Now now comes the part where I awkwardly try and re-summarize what you've just summarized. <laughs> <laughs> so... If you want to turn off now, turn off now. He's just gonna he's just gonna say it again. I will just continue to talk. So if you want, I'll just fade this bit down and I'll just carry on talking. Yeah, so you were on a horse, right?